Hey everyone, and welcome to a special episode of Battle of the Atom. This is normally the weekly X-Men podcast where we rank every X-Men story from A to Z. And I'm Zach's friend, Adam. Well, that's not how our intro goes, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm Zach. Uh, <laughs> but we're not doing that this week. But Adam, I like what you mentioned there in bringing up that you are a friend. Yes, we're pals. We're friends. In fact, sometimes we act on our uh, friendship. That, that sounds what? creepy. Yeah, it really does, man. <laughs> really does. Why you have to? Right. Why you have to go like that? What am I talking about? Why am I talking like this? You're talking like that because this week we are participating in the Acts of Friendship comics podcast crossover with just so many cool comics podcasts we've got a couple of those you know friends who are here to talk about uh friendships uh so first up coming to us from the chris's on infinite earths podcast it's chris edelman chris how you doing today hey i'm doing great i'm uh, really happy to be on battle of the atom hi chris hi <laughs> and then also coming to us from the WMQ&A podcast, it's Dan Grote. Dan, how are you now? I'm, I'm doing good. And uh, Adam, that intro had me uh, cracking up and trying to stay quiet in the uh, podcast <laughs> green room, uh, as it were. See, the beauty of podcasting is that we all have separate tracks. So when someone says something dumb, the I like to call them the podcast god. <laughs> the uh, the arbiter of these things can just mute that and hide it for, you know, the future. So no one will ever know. That's right. So feel free to giggle and uh, the editing <laughs> wizards will take care of this in post. Zach, so, the podcast god. <laughs> yes, yes. So we've got a different format today, right, Zach? We're not on our normal uh, deal of, of ranking X-Men stories. What are we doing today? Today, we decided, since we have all of these good friends around, that we would instead talk about friendships, and specifically ranking different X-Men friendships on a master list of, you know, the best to worst X-Men friendships of all time. <laughs> I, I like this. this. There's a lot of really good friendships here, uh, but I'm also eager to argue about some of these too, so... Um, eager to argue the battle of the atom story <laughs> yeah we've got a good list going we really do so what we've done we had all of us go around as we were prepping this and come up with two friendships that we uh we're going to talk about so i say we just get into this now the first friendship comes to us from you know adam adam hey. yeah comes to us from you uh -huh. And who who's that who's that first pair of pair of buddies that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to think of some more unconventional ones, like as I as I brainstormed who I wanted to bring to the table. And uh, I think this one's a little bit weird. Um, so I am um, going to bring Storm and Gambit's friendship to get us started here. Storm and Gambit um, befriended each other when Storm was de-aged as a child. 
and sort of got wrapped up in some uh, some thieving with everybody's favorite Raging Cajun. And uh, their their friendship has kind of continued over the years. Um, and they have a nice rapport with each other. So I like it when the two of them interact, um, even if sometimes it's a little uncomfortably flirty. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about Storm and Gambit as friends? I, I think as friends they work. Uh, you know, I, I was a little weirded out. You know, uh, I don't know if you guys remember when they kissed in like X Men Gold number uh, four or or whatever it was. Yes, where Gambit uh, had a very good beanie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing to remember. It's all I remember. That was that was uh, what Ken Lashley. No, that was R B Silva art. That looked yeah. great. Yeah, it was a dope beanie. <laughs> Well, I think you're bringing up an interesting thing, Dan, and that is that a lot of the friendships we're going to talk about today, you could talk about any two X characters, and especially if they're friends, there may be uh, like a relationship underneath the friendship. So um, I don't like it when Storm and Gambit are like even remotely hinted at as being romantic. This isn't a ship. Um, But I do like that they're kind of buddies and that they connect on a level of just we're thieves. You know, so I don't know. I get a kick out of that. It's also, I mean, considering the fact when they met, Storm was a teenager. Uh, right. That's all. It adds a creep factor to it, right? Like she yeah. was a child. Um, a creep so factor beyond like the, the normal gambit creep factor. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to go to bat. I'm going to go to bat for my boy, Remy LeBeau of the Tease Guild. Yeah. He doesn't do thieving. It's definitely teeven. Yeah. It's te- he's in the Tease Guild. Tease Guild and Adams. Man, I I know we have one listener who is from New Orleans and or the Louisiana area, and he is not going to be thrilled. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Uh, but uh, no, uh, Gambit by and large has a pretty good track record of mentoring young girls. I'm thinking specifically about uh, Laura Kinney in the right. Marjorie Lou series and yeah. continuing. I think that's actually a good attribute that you know he sees someone that could be taken advantage of in the young storm or in uh laura kenny someone that he can uh kind of mold and help out someone who's competent so that he doesn't have to babysit because that's not his deal (laughs) and uh i think that can work out really really well there is one shining example of that time that mystique tried to be a really sexy student and seduce him at school and let's not talk about that but Chris, Chris, what are your thoughts on Gambit and Storm as friends and buddies? Um, I I re- do really like the the sort of we um, are molded together by a common profession. Um, I also liked kind of when they were buddying up in Uncanny, since Storm still she she still kind of had like an adult competence, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. And so it was it was just kind of. It was, it was kind of funny to 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 read the banter between them um, back in those issues. This is kind of an unconventional one, though. It's definitely, if you would have asked me, like, all right, Chris, top 10 X-Men friendships, it's not really what I would have thought right off the bat. But I, I do, I, I kind of like that Gambit has, is, is a is a thief and is kind of a goofball in a way, whereas Storm <laughs> is a thief and is, like, hyper-competent at almost everything she does. So I think that kind of makes for an interesting, interesting rapport between them. Well, I think I think that touches on one dichotomy between those two that I really like is that Gambit revels in being a thief. Like he likes it. He likes being good at it. 
he mm-hmm. says, I can, I can, I can teeth real well. So I'm going to go do that. <laughs> Where Storm sees it as part of her past, something that is not who she is now, but something she can still do. And yeah. I think there is, there is a lot of, it's very interesting because, you know, Gambit revels in it where Storm sees it as a necessity and a tool that she has. And if she has to use it to, you know, save the planet or whatever, she might as well. Yeah, both of them can definitely pick locks whenever the X-Men are trapped by a villain. So uh, <laughs> that's always super handy. And I think by going first, I have Storm and Gambit at number one, right? So um, good start, guys. I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see about that. I think I might win, but that's that's not the point. I may have waited to see who everyone had said, okay, I got this, I got this. Uh, but no, our uh, our next friendship comes from uh, Dan. And Dan, this was, you know, we say Storm and Gambit are a bit of an unconventional pairing. Uh, do you want, you want to tell people who you thought of when I said, hey, bring two X-Men friends to the table? Uh, absolutely. And, and, and first of all, Adam, it's not a competition. It's acts of friendship. We are all winners, but I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, we've just talked about acts of vengeance so much on our show that I have to get out of that mindset. So I apologize. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, to kind of save my tr- self the trouble of remembering key issues, I kind of went with one of the hottest new ex friendships on the block. Uh, coming from last month's X-Men Black one-shots, it is Mojo and Glob Herman. <laughs> a magical pairing so glad I was one. <laughs> I, I'm so glad I read this issue since I'm still a little behind, but I managed to get that one. So I was like, I know exactly what Dan's talking about. <laughs> now, uh, this this really 100% comes from a uh, friendship they had in uh, Scott Ackerman and Nick Bradshaw's recent x-men black one shot where uh mojo mojo finds love ish and glob <laughs> super chill like here's the thing i have made uh no reservation on this show both to adam and to ed brisson about how much i do love that pink globby boy <laughs> he is so good so seeing him be happy and content with himself and then, like, saying, oh, hey, Mojo, you're probably evil, right? Yeah, I kind of was in a really bad riot once that got some people killed, but I'm better now. You want to get, like, dim sum or whatever? <laughs> I can I can deal with that. That's that's a platonic ideal of Glob Herman for me. So I liked the, uh, I liked their, you know, tit-a-tat. They're bouncing off one another. What about you guys? How do you feel about the Globster and, you know, Mojo? Well, Mojo is kind of a Glob. I mean, they're kind of glob and glob. Uh, and, he, is, and Mojo, he is, in fact, one without a spine. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's kind of a stroke of genius to put these two characters together um, just based on their physiology. Um, and I, I think there are some comparisons. Like Mojo um, is ever wanting of attention. Um, he, he's constantly looking for an audience. And glob isn't that different. You know, I think he's looking for ways to fit in in a different way than mojo is i don't think mojo is really looking for acceptance all the time Um, but they do make for a really interesting pair and it would be kind of fun to see them revisit this this pairing uh in the future uh it kind of came out of left field for me um i it is really hard for me to reconcile mojo as like remotely a good guy yeah so in this uh 
this issue was it was out of nowhere but um i always love when glob gets to be good because there are some notable times when glob is kind of the guy who ends up like doing something wrong right um this was often a problem in jason aaron's wolverine in the x-men run i was like man glob's so great glob why'd you let me down uh and it's kind of good to see him being like the really good one in this where he's just trying to trying to help mojo out um and he doesn't end up screwing anything up so even if by the virtue of mojo making glob look that much better and i think glob's more recently been written as a guy who's like fully baby face uh in wrestling parlance fully fully a good guy um it was really good to see like i i almost think that glob saw mojo a little bit of what he used to be like a little bit of somebody who kind of wouldn't necessarily always take the right path and maybe someone who needed a little bit of his his glob mentoring which is odd since mojo's like like how old are our spineless ones like mojo probably has way more life experience mojo's also a fascist dictator and slave (laughs) owner in a media run like place and he's murdered a lot of people willy-nilly like i think think mojo's done worse than glob ever did oh absolutely but it's it's interesting that glob can kind of see good in people i guess Uh, yeah glob is nothing nothing near as bad as that he he really Um, has a a heart of glob you know (laughs) i hate you so much adam so so dan Dan, what about what (laughs) <laughs> I, I just you know as they say what was it the story we read recently glob, glob loves man kills, kills. <laughs> which i particularly liked so um, so dan what about this pairing really stood out to you uh you know I, I think it's a lot of what you guys said just the fact that you know glob herman is is such a good boy you know in a lot of ways he's he's filling that sam guthrie role from back in the new mutants days of just being you know pure uh your goodness or, or or whatever that he can kind of take you know a psychotic extra dimensional you know ruler slash killer and just be like all right i'm gonna you know i'm gonna be your wingman let's just hang out and you know everyone's just gonna talk about your your cool spider leg chair <laughs> i've never heard that comparison before between glob and sam and i think it makes a lot of sense i i like that you know that they're both these these charming uh great people i do have to say, I don't think this is as classic uh, as Storm and Gambit, um, just I because think it's the more fact recent. There's only one issue. Kinda. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, do we put it at number two for now? Is everybody cool with that? I think we'll have to put it at number two. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. But, Zach, you're coming on strong with uh, this third one, right? Yeah. So I was one of the last people to pitch my two stories, and I realized, guys. I love talking about weird, obscure X-Men as much as the next guy. No, probably more than. Yeah, way more than the next guy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, so I went with a classic, and this is probably one of my favorite friendships in comics history. This is the friendship between Nightcrawler, Kurt Wagner, and the man called Logan. The, the Wolverine, perhaps. Nice. <laughs> Uh, here's the Are we thing. Ta- we talking about Weapon X? <laughs> We're talking about Lucky Jim. <laughs> God, he has so many names. Patch? <laughs> I was about to say Patch. Oh so, my gosh. Why Nightcrawler and Wolverine, Zach? What? What? Why so uh, charmed by them are you? So Those here's the thing. I'm Wolverine's not my guy. I like Wolverine. Don't get me wrong. 
I'm wearing Wolverine socks right now, but Wolverine's <laughs> not my guy. Nightcrawler kind of is. <laughs> like, he's number two on the Xavier Files ranking of every X-Men ever. Like, I, I love me some Nightcrawler. And I think what I love most about Nightcrawler is how much he can bring out all of the good in people. Like, Nightcrawler is the one guy Logan is always in a good mood around. It's amazing how much better he make or he makes Logan. He makes him a affable guy who maybe he's rough around the edges, but he's still a lot of fun to be around. I think we, I mean, I have friends who are like that, that, you know, I can see why other people would dislike him, but if, when I hang out with them, they're great. And you can kind of see the, the nice chewy caramel center of them. And I think that's what, uh, <laughs> I think that's what Nightcrawler does for a Wolverine. Well, and it's it's one of the most uh, time treasured friendships, I think, in, in X-Men history. Um, one of my favorite Nightcrawler and Wolverine stories is as a classic X-Men vignette where um, he convinces Nightcrawler to ditch the um, the image. Um, what do they call that? The inducer. The image inducer. inducer. Yeah, the image inducer and go to Harry's um, just as himself. And you're right. It it brings out the best in brings out the best in Wolverine, and it challenges Nightcrawler to be better than he normally is too. So they bring out the best in each other, which which is very emotionally effective. Um, Dan, Chris, what are your thoughts on on Kurt and Logan? Uh, they really, you know, this is one of those friendships you really can't go wrong with. It's it's it it, it is a classic. Uh, I think. You know, if I'm I'm thinking of kind of my one of my favorite Wolverine and Nightcrawler bits, it's it's basically the one where they take Colossus to the bar to get beat up by the Juggernaut to teach him yes. a lesson. Yes, yes. I really like this friendship because I see. I always relate these to me because I don't know. I'm really selfish, I guess. I mean, that's uh, what humans do. Chris. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's like empathy. <laughs> it's empathy. It's a, it's a very good skill to have. All things considered. <laughs> Well, um, it just reminds me of um, a time um, I once went to look at graduate schools and um, I was like up in a hotel that they provided and everything. And I met all the the prospective grad students who were maybe going to start with me the next year. And after the day's events were done, I just looked at everybody and went, so what are we going to go do next? Are we going to go out like um, like we're in a new city? Do we want to go? And they were like, no, we're just going to go back to the hotel. And I feel like in that moment, I really could have used a Nightcrawler or a Wolverine. Mm. Because my first instance of reading about their friendship was in the Claremont run. They All the X-Men were kind of doing something. And I think, I think something was winding down. And they just went, well, the two of us are going to go get a drink. And... That would have been that would have been so great. It just they seem like the the friends of the X Men who are like up for some chill hangs after, mm-hmm. and they were like the first ones that were up for chill hangs in a time where a lot of the X Men were sort of antagonistic towards each other, in like the mm-hmm. very early Claremont run. And I like that they kind of became friends quickly, even though Wolverine seems to be like the most abrasive one. Um, I guess it's just because Nightcrawler is just is just so pleasant to be around that he just uh, mm-hmm. as you said, Zach got through that 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 hard outer surface to the gooey center. But um, it's just a friendship that I like because it's one that I like in my own life. It is interesting that Wolverine gravitates to characters that are maybe a little more goofy or silly, you know, like even in his mentoring of Kitty pride and Jubilee, like those are characters that 
have a tendency to somewhat grate on some of the other characters. And even Nightcrawler is this sort of goofy, you know, silly guy. You would think that he might get on. Um, I mean, think about Spider-Man, like Wolverine and Spider-Man are constantly at, e- at each other's throats. Right. Um, but Nightcrawler is charming enough to, to get through to Logan on that. So I don't know. I I think this is probably the uh, strongest friendship we've mentioned so far. Zach, your your thoughts? I think that this is really good, and I think it's the best, and I think I picked it intentionally for that. <laughs> Any objections for this being the best one? No, here. I have none. No? All right. Okay. It's our new number one, Nightcrawler and Wolverine. Ooh, that's going to be hard to dethrone. Well, yeah. Chris, Chris, can your suggestion kind of come at the king? Uh, we'll we'll try. Um, so I picked for mine um, from a run I recently read, um, specifically because I wanted to f- better understand um, all of our friends. Well, all of us as friend Charlie. I wanted to understand them more, so I decided to read a bunch of old X Force. A nice. good decision. A great yeah. decision. Most people would be like, I don't know about this. No, no guys, it was good. <laughs> You, you guys just listened to our Fabian Nicieza episode where he was actually a little upset that I said, no, everyone, X-Force is good, right? And he was like, <laughs> yeah, it's been good for years. What are you talking about? I'm a good writer. Right, and it is. But I specifically um, was really interested in the friendship between Cable and Domino. Hmm. Um, I At first, uh, Cable was sort of like, the he was the adult on the team he was like the one with the most imperative voice and even though he tried to sort of get what the kids were going through and stuff like that there wasn't anyone who could effectively bounce off of him from a position of authority until domino comes on the scene and they kind of become almost like x-force mom and dad yeah 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 um not the least of which that they this is one of those friendships that we mentioned that definitely has some romantic implications kind of off and on in a way that never seems completely like it's never like a like a diehard romance right but there's also like scenes of them like after workouts just bathing in tubs (laughs) so we know there's obviously something going on there but I, i like that once Domino came on the scene, she could kind of call Cable out for some of his stuff, not in front of the kids, but in the way that us readers could see. So it, it humanized Cable more as a character, where before he just seemed sort of like an impenetrable, you know, leader, ironclad guy. But we got to see a little bit more of his uncertainty in the way that he bounced off of Domino. Um, and the way that Domino came in and seemed like so put together and so in charge uh even though for a while she's copycat so it's hard to say how much of that's her um it's it was just really kind of cool to see that together um especially since very early on you don't get some of like the really classic friendships like roberto leaves the team really early on uh, and then comes back but um so it's the sort of the sort of friendships that you're provided with are sort of interesting. They're sort of they're slowly being formed throughout the X Force run, whereas you know there's history between Domino and Cable. It's just the way they write it. You 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 know they've been friends for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been uh, six packing it up, um, <laughs> and 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 giant 
bathing <laughs> what is with that tub giant clawfoot tubbing it up it's yeah no no clawfoot tub is that large i was glad to see that that uh, fabian brought that back in the uh, domino annual i thought that was a really nice touch where cables like in the middle of a battle and having this like crisis of conscience about that moment it's, it was great um but yeah i i've always liked that dynamic from that era that that domino was sort of like the team mom and was not only keeping the kids together but was also sort of keeping cable in check and prompting him to reveal more about himself and be more honest with uh with the team so i think this is a really good one i you know I, my thing with cable and domino is is kind of this is this is me kind of going, to, you know, needing to go back and and, and reread some of that classic X Force because I, you know, I remember the period when she was actually Vanessa, but I'm trying to think about like when she actually came back. A came back to the book as, you know, Domino Domino, but B actually was a part of the team. At you know, I mean that's pretty much anything after uh, Executioner song, right that that real like capullo nisesa era stuff yeah right yeah but i'll I'll tell you for for me i like domino and cable as friends because domino is the one person that's kind of known him since he's been in the 616 she Mm -hmm. gets him she understands what makes him work like we say team mom and that's not meant in any sort of condescending way. She's the one who's keeping everyone together. She's the one who's willing to step up to cable and say, hold on. I disagree with you. You you need to chill my dude. And it's great. I love their relationship. And of my many problems with Deadpool two, the fact that cable and Domino had none of that chemistry is mm. definitely kind of high on that list because I thought that, you know what? That's what I wanted to see. <laughs> yeah, it was weird that Domino and Deadpool kind of got all the scenes. Considering in like comics, they are sort of like a non-entity. Look, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of cable-based issues I have with that movie. <laughs> <laughs> cable-based issues. That's very good. Um, I also once I, I think what really cemented this for me was that once cable finds out that domino has been kidnapped and has been replaced he he goes into almost like a rage like you know that cable's serious when like half of his face is falling off and he looks like a terminator right and that <laughs> as, 100, one as one does you know and that a hundred percent happens as he's rescuing domino and he is so angry uh and cable a lot of times keeps his cool uh, for a guy who wields incredibly large guns, but holy crap, you could tell that he really, really was concerned about her. Yeah. Well, and I like that this has um, stood the test of time. Like, even if you go into the Spurrier run, um, we get Domino willing to do, you know, some crazy favors for Cable um, in in that series, too. So the the relationship has continued, um, whether it was under ha- Hopeless's Cable and X-Force or even in Spurrier's run, like Domino is an ever-present character if Cable is around. Um, and, and I like that. Um, so where do we think this ranks um, on our on our friendship list so far? I will say that I think it is better than uh, Storm and Gambit, but I don't think it's as good as Nightcrawler Wolverine. I agree. Gentlemen? Uh, I'm into that. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah, I, I feel I, I kind of was I was going in thinking third place, but I can be persuaded. <laughs> yeah, it's I just out of, it's, it's more, out of four dentists, so <laughs> yeah, it's it's just more of a, a lasting constant than I think. Storm and Gambit is more of a when they bump into each other kind of a thing. And yeah. Cable and Dom are essential to each other. Um, you know, they're 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 pretty tight. Um another can I can I go to the next one? Is that okay? You can go to the next one. That's right. fine. Let's just keep moving. Let's keep this gravy train rolling. <laughs> All right. So um I this is my big gun for the evening. Uh and this is one that is both a great friendship and I think another one that um could be one of the greatest romances, uh, if you want to look at it that way. Um, it's Kitty Pride and Magic, um, Ileana Rasputin. So we've uh, covered, you know, a, a couple of different interactions with the two of them over the years. And I just love seeing the two of them interact as friends, as people who maybe have a little bit more than a friendship going on. But uh, from the, what was it? The X-Men special edition. What, what was that giant size thing we saw where Something she gives like them, that. The yeah. She gives, was, yeah. Kitty gives Ileana a tour of the, uh, the X campus all the way up through Bendis's run where the two of them go monster hunting. Um, you know, that's that great Chris Anka issue. You know, I like that that friendship has stood the test of time. Um, and you could, you could really tell why people ship that relationship so much. Um, so I really enjoy seeing the two of them interact and, and go on adventures together. Uh, yeah, it's really hard to beat like an absolute fantastic childhood friendship slash probably supposed to be a relationship, uh, especially if you listen to Chris Claremont. Um, it's it's just really it's really hard to beat something like that that it was so well established back in the eighties. Like they were confidants and best friends. And, uh, even like now it's still, it's still kind of an ever present thing. It's, it's just one of the the friendships that I feel like literally anybody who likes X-Men would talk about, like in, in, in our common discord, it's, it comes up all the time. You know, the thing, the thing I like about Kitty and Ilyana is they let each other kind of show their dark side and then kind of giggle about it. I mean, Ilyana has always been kind of more serious about her dark side, obviously. But, you know, Kitty can make those comments about, you know, they're, they're the friends who get together and kind of talk about everyone else behind each other's back. Not in a nasty way, but just to kind of like, you know, blow off steam and just, you know, relax. Yeah, I think there's a reason that, um, you know, the the framing device in the Nightcrawler mini is Kitty and Ileana messing around in the in the danger room. So um, I don't want to spoil the end of Dead Souls uh, for anybody that hasn't read it yet. If you haven't read it, go back and read it. But I am very curious to see how that comes back and impacts um, the regular X titles when uh, when the end of that series pops its head back into uh, regular continuity. I, I think that's going to be fascinating. Oh gosh, that's in just a couple of weeks probably that it's going to mm-hmm. pop its head back in that's yeah. next week. <laughs> yeah, oh. could be interesting. <laughs> I mean, um, I guess as people listen to it this week, uh, maybe oh, yeah, they'll pick up Uncanny X. <laughs> Guys, Uncanny X Men comes out in like three days, I guess, from when you're nice. listening to this. 
Maybe yeah. go pick that up. It's seven ninety nine, but it's probably very good. Well, I'm excited. I think it's going to be great. Um, uh, but no, I I would say I love I love this friendship. I think they are a lot of fun together. They have such a good chemistry mm-hmm. that they they bring a lot of joy when they're on panel together. I think one of the most interesting things about it is they have not actually spent all that much time yeah. together on screen, mm-hmm. which is interesting because like they get that, they get that stuff in the early new mutants, but even then Kitty is on a different team than Eliana. So they get, they get kind of crossover friendship and then Kitty pride is hanging out in Britain for a while. And then Eliana gets depowered and then she dies and Uh, then she's dead for a while. And then Kitty's dead for a little bit. And then they eventually come back and they're on a team a little bit during the Bendis era. Right. But that's about it. And I love, I love the extra attention that magic specifically has gotten in the last few years. I love how people have realized that she's got a very good relationship with Kitty and that's fun. I think there's a lot of potential there, whichever way any future writers want to take their relationship. Uh, but, you know, I think the only thing that does them in a bit is that so much of their friendship is based on theoreticals, mm-hmm. I guess, just because of the lack of screen time. That I think that hurts it a little bit. It's like okay. that between the panels kind of friendship, like a Storm and Jean Grey, for example. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank That's you. That's comparison. why I didn't put it on here because I would get mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good comparison, though. You know, where you know that it's established based on their interactions, um, but you don't see them hanging out all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Zach, you're bringing up an excellent point. Where do you guys think it it ranks uh, in our acts of friendship list here? Oh, this one's going to be kind of tough because. I think we can probably agree that it's not quite as tops as Nightcrawler and Wolverine. No, it's not. I think it is better than Storm and Gambit, though. Yes. Um, And it deals with, I would argue, more classic X-Men characters than Cable and Domino. Um, Though that's kind of a weird, bizarre statement, given the sheer number of issues of comics that Cable has been in. So maybe that's not accurate. (laughs) Maybe I'm picking nits there. Um, So I I don't know. I would put it above Cable and Dom, but that's just my personal opinion. What are your thoughts? I would put it below Cable and Dom, and that's my personal opinion. All right. This is way in. I'd go above Cable and Domino. Okay. This is so tough. Because they are there is these with as these lists come kind of weirdly comparable. Yeah. Right. And that they're both friendships where a lot of it is is ellipses. Um, where we're just supposed to infer it. Oh man. Um May I remind you of that issue of cable where Domino has to kill Grizzly and then she confides in cable about how much that hurt her and then have a really good friendship hug. You're right. Uh, it's very tough, though. I I do think it has to go above Cable and Domino. Ah, oh, oh, even though Cable guy. and Domino is the one I picked, it's just uh, maybe and maybe it's maybe it's I'm projecting how important it is to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I I think it's I think it's more for the ages than Cable mm. and Dom. I agree. so it is so it is written so it shall be. Uh, that will be the number two story on our list. And let's just keep on, uh, let's keep on keeping on. Uh, we've got, speaking of Dom, 
Uh, Dan, you have a a triune of characters, a trinity that you brought to the table here. Uh, I do. It's 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 another uh, new classic, I guess. Um, but you know, I've really been a fan of the Domino ongoing uh, that's been out this year from uh, Gail Simone and um, David Baldion, and I really dig the friendship among Domino Outlaw and Diamondback. You know, it this is a facet of Domino that we have never seen before. You know, when you think about Domino, you always kind of see her with Cable, like we've been talking about, or with you know uh, Colossus for a time you know, uh, kind of portrayed as, as, you know, look small and kind of holding extra guns in front of this much larger dude. And, and here we're seeing her, you know, the focus is on this non-competitive, you know, best friendship triangle of, of female mercenaries, you know, that are basically just about, you know, going out there, uh, shooting people and, and, and having lots of fun. And uh, I, I very much enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is relatively new. I mean, we don't have that many issues with these three characters together. We've um, got seven in an okay, annual. And an annual. <laughs> and an annual. Okay. You know, um, but we're still less than a year. Um, but I agree. I think the trio is very, very fun. And I agree that the dynamic switch of not having her surrounded by generally a, a group of dudes, um, which, you know, is the case if you go back to, uh, you know, six pack wild pack days um, is the case. I, I like that she's being paired with other female characters of equal strength and intensity and bouncing off of them in, in new and fun ways. Okay. So can I be the, uh, can I be the negative Nancy here? Uh Oh, here we go, go for it. I don't care about Diamondback because I haven't read any Captain America and I in general have not enjoyed Outlaw in anything I've ever read in her. And Hmm. so as much as I like Domino as a character, their friendship does nothing for me. Wow. Harsh. I I get that. I, I, I understand where you're coming from. I like, I, I read that book and I, I've dropped it at this point. I dropped it after the annual. Uh, but every time I read it, I said, okay, I get it. This is a well-crafted book. I bet there's people who absolutely adore this. It's not the book for me. And for the life of me, I've been trying and I cannot put my finger on why it doesn't click for me. But something about that title just didn't work for me. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm being a little quiet because I've only read the annual of Domino. So the this friendship um, is kind of only something I've seen through that lens. Um, it definitely seemed a little bit like uh, it's the friendship that is going to be in a convertible, like pumping Santa Monica Boulevard by Shania Twain while they like <laughs> go cruising around shooting bullets, which is kind of its own special fun. <laughs> I like that. But it seems like, uh, you know, some of us are in agreement that this may not be as classic as some of the other ones, um, either given how recent it is or uh, perhaps in Zach's case, outright discussed. Um, hey, <laughs> hey. I don't know if it was discussed. <laughs> I gave that book a very fair shake. But uh, like, here's here's the thing about that. I think part of it is because domino has no relationship with outlaw and diamondback outside of those issues and we're kind of told oh yeah this is her posse these are her best friends now and that Mm -hmm. comes out of left field 
What I think would have been interesting is that same concept, but with characters that Domino at least has some relationship with, people like Boom Boom or Siren or, heck, even like get get someone like Frenzy on the team who hmm. kind of fills that same uh, Diamondback role where she's the reformed uh, bad guy. She's been on both sides. She's tough, but... Like I think, I think adding some more connections, not just to characters I like better, but to uh, to characters where Domino would have had a previous relationship with, especially like Outlaw is just the big jovial, I'll do whatever. She's Boom Boom in a cowboy hat, and Domino <laughs> has a long history with Boom Boom. Just put 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 Tabby on that team. I don't know. I, I yeah, think but the, I think the difference there, and actually, I think I think uh, uh, Frenzy is is a good call. Actually, just just in general, obviously she's been underplayed the past few years. But mm-hmm. you know, with with a boom boom or a siren, you know, we just talked a few minutes ago about how she was kind of the 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 den mother of X Force. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> den know. mother is so good. I'm imagining them all as Cub Scouts <laughs> <laughs> selling those cookies. Shatterstar selling yeah. uh, thin mints. <laughs> Oh, I like that. I mean, also... <laughs> hold on, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before Charlie <laughs> yells. I feel like Shatterstar would either sell Tagalongs or Samoas more than Thin Mints. Mm. I don't see him as a Thin Mint guy. We can table that, but I needed to get that thought out there because somewhere deep in my gut, I said, that doesn't sound right. Would he have definitely... this argument at some point? This sounds weirdly, <laughs> I feel like we've weirdly had familiar. We've had to have this argument before somewhere. I know yeah. we've had an argument about breakfast cereals. Well, yes. But there uh, was a time when we all decided on which X-Men was paired with which Girl Scout cookie, did we not? I, <laughs> Look, somewhere we have a Twitter. lot of dumb conversations sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so given how recent this one is, um, I think its most apt comparison is this Mojo and Glob uh, friendship. Is this better or worse than that? I would put it above Mojo and Glob. Okay. Uh, I'll go with that, too. I'm okay with that as well. Zach, I know you might want to object here. What do you think? I like both Mojo and Glob better, but I will concede to the larger group. All right. All right. Um, Democracy. Who's next? Oh, man, that's me. I'm sorry. I was DMing Charlie about what Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> Charlie is also part of the Acts of Friendship crossover, so this still counts. That's on me. Again, this is me. I'm sorry. This Girl Scout cookie-based question has just really... <laughs> Thrown you just, for a loop. It's just in my mind brain. And <laughs> I didn't have strong feelings about Shatterstar like a year ago, so... Uh, you've been converted, my man. I have been converted. Anyway, I picked two more friends. Uh, their names are Strong Guy and Multiple Man. And while I'm not a giant Peter David fan, and frankly, I don't think that the Peter David... Uh, X Factor is like as good as everyone wants to say. I do think that Guido and, uh, you know, Madrox have a very fun friendship together because especially in that first run of X Factor, they're the goofballs and it's good. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> yep. I feel like that sums it up. That's a good comparison. They're kind of like a, a Laurel and Hardy in that situation. You know, you've got the big guy, you've got the scrawny guy scrunny guys um and i'm kind of surprised you brought this to the table zach because i remember when we ranked uh this you know era of x factor you weren't as hip to it as i was but um i agree i think they're a fun pairing 
and they play off each other really, really well. I also think they work well within the mix of that original X Factor because it it kind of you know the thing the thing with Guido and Jamie is there's no straight man there. They're you know they're they're both the goofballs, and so you put them on a team, you you kind of have to double the number of 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 straight men. So now you put them on a team with Havoc and with Quicksilver, especially. And, you know, the, the ratio kind of all evens out. Yeah. There's a lot of cranky people on that iteration of the team. So uh, it's great to have some comic relief in there. Even if in the initial run, we, we weren't in the initial episodes, we weren't quite sure which Jamie was, which Jamie, but that's kind of the fun of Jamie. Having just finished multiple man, I'm still not sure. Oh my God. <laughs> I I'm still raving about that. I'm going to continue to, I loved the mini. So congratulations. Hey, spoiler alert from the most recent multiple man. You know, yeah. that, that gambits universe is just the Marvel swimsuit universe. They're not Gambit. Yeah. Bishop's 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 terrible future is the future of the Marvel swimsuit universe. Yeah, yeah. And when Matt Rosenberg them... liked that tweet, so I like to think that that's actual canon. Yeah. Oh, he knows. <laughs> he knows. Um, I will say that I don't think that this friendship has sort of stood the test of time. Oh, like, I disagree. I mean, well, all right. You do have the the second. Uh, you know, longer Peter David run um, with X Factor investigations. Doesn't Guido kind of like betray him a little bit? Okay, hold on. Guido died and then... uh, Comes King of Hell? (laughs) Well, he becomes King of Hell after he kills Rain's wolf son. Oh my God. So convoluted. To be fair, he didn't have a soul at the time. Yes, yes. And (laughs) they fixed it. He's better now, I promise. And she's forgiven him, if I remember correctly. From dead souls uh, water um, under the bridge i guess sure um i mean blood in a grave but whatever yeah but <laughs> i i just don't feel like they're still like gonna call each other up to hang i mean am i wrong <laughs> i really <laughs> wish they would though yeah maybe i feel like we're gonna get i feel like there was a reason why guido was one of the guys who found jamie at the start of the multiple man mini Hmm. Like that was important that Guido was one of those guys. Like here, here's what, here's what I come to, and then we'll get to ranking. Uh, but at one point in the first run of X factor, both Guido and multiple man died. Well, Guido was kind of in a coma or whatever, but he was effectively <laughs> dead. And the book got really, really bad and it never fully recovered, but those two came back and their friendship came back. And the book got so much nicer and better just by those two existing and interacting with each other and being buddies mm. that it really it really cemented something in me that at least at that point, those two guys, they got each other. Like I, I think of them as an iconic friendship, even though I think you're right that textually they have drifted apart over the last while. Yeah, they're the glue that keeps that team together, but I don't think that they are eternal, shall we say. I kind of feel like they're the guys who are they're having like a lonely Friday and they kind of look at their phone and they scroll down to the last time they sent each other a text and they just kind of put the phone back down, <laughs> feeling feeling kind of bad about it. Wow, okay. So I didn't know we were going to be personally attacking me. That's cool. Uh, that's no. fine. That's fine. I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just, uh, I, I, I mean like it's like they're they're maybe having a bit of a drift apart, and there's times where they want to hang out, and then they kind of like feel weird about it. Like, oh, have we like been apart too long. Mm-hmm. No, I, I hear you, man. 
All right, so how does this stack up against, I don't think we're top uh, three here, but uh, how does this stock stack up against maybe Storm and Gambit? Is this a better friendship, Zach? I think it's a better friendship than Domino Outlaw and Diamondback. I would and agree. I'd be, will, I'd be willing to hear what the other people say about Storm and Gambit. Uh, I like it more than Storm and Gambit, but if if I get overruled, that's fine. But I, I in general, like it more than Storm and Gambit. Um, I, th- I thought they had such a fun rapport at the beginning of the second X Factor or the second Peter David X Factor run um, that I, it was like one of my favorites. Okay, I can handle that. Dan, your thoughts? I kind of want to knock it up to number three, to be quite honest. Oh. But yeah, I mean, if we're, if we're looking at just going over Storm and Gambit, that's still yes. All right, well, why don't we settle at number four? And uh, then we've got one more friendship here, right? We do have one more friendship. And this this comes to us from Chris Edelman. Hey, Chris, what did you uh, what did you friend for us today? So I picked, um, and I apparently have been saying her name wrong forever, but it's Edie. Oh, Edie. Yeah, we said Edie. I've always said Edie too, but I specifically looked. I was looking her and this other person up last night, and there was a pronunciation guide, and I was like, "Wow, I'm so wrong." So Edie and Brew. So um, these are these were two students um, specifically from the Jean Grey school under the tutelage of Wolverine. Um, I think that it's, it's if you've if you know Chris Edelman and X Men, you know that I have a huge soft spot for Wolverine and the X Men, um, and this friendship is definitely part of it, where they've got this sort of like EDA is very cool. She does not necessarily mean to be. Um, but she seems to be sort of immune to any of the hazing that poor brew gets. Um, I, maybe I should, before we get into it, if people don't know these characters super well. So, so EDA is also known as Oya is one of the five lights. So one of the mutants that hope summers discovered, um, she has temperature control powers and she also comes from kind of a background where she doesn't like that she's a mutant and she thinks that she's evil. Um, and meanwhile, brew is a little sentient brood nerd child. <laughs> and that, that's kind of all you need to know about him. Oh. Um, but he gets picked on a ton at school because he's a real nerd. Like he, he wears like the, the very proper school uniform and he's got big glasses and EDI seems to be like the only one who sticks up for him. Um, Cause Quentin choir is like merciless towards kind of them both and the other students i mean brew's kind of a nerd and he's a little weird since the brood are like very very evil if you're an x-men um he gets picked on almost as much as genesis in that run um kind of for a similar reason though he also like asks her to the dance and he's got like flowers ready and she doesn't end up showing up and it's super sad, but then he ends up getting like a traumatic brain injury that turns him more into like a, a normal brood uh, by the Hellfire Club. This is the kid Hellfire Club. And EDA infiltrates their school to figure out more about it. And I just think that they have such a great friendship because of the, the sort of the lengths that they're willing to go to help each other. Yeah, this is another one that has like a, a built in, I don't know necessarily romance, but brew is definitely crushing on EDA. 
Um, and there's a weird thing about her being crushed on by both Brew and by Quentin uh, yes. as the series goes by. So um, we've talked about this on the show that Brew kind of gets gets um, the short end of the stick in, in that series because he spends so much time out of character as the, you know, the more of the the true brood than he does himself. And I, I would love someone to do more with that character. Cause he's so much fun. Um, I know I like him more than Zach does, but you I do, do, I do like the two of them. You know, oh, I, I think they're really fun. Adam, we're, we're, we're buds. Brew is like <laughs> my favorite X-Men. He's great. I just love him. I just want to see more of him. He's not around. Um, I, this is, you know what? I, 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 unfortunately, this is like a total blind spot in my, uh, in my X-Men reading. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. This run is so good, Dan. I, 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 uh, implore you to give it, to give it a shot. It's, it's per- not my personal favorite and I don't super like Brew. I think he kind of bugs me. <laughs> Zach is one of the guys who would bully Brew, I think. Uh, I don't know if I'd bully him. (laughs) He is a nerd. Uh, Are you more of a kid gladiator or a Quentin Choir type of bullying? (laughs) I'm probably more of a Quentin Choir type of bullying. I'm sorry. I I think that's a fair statement. (laughs) (laughs) But, Um, like, I I think that, I think that ADA, uh, Oya, uh, however she wants to call herself fire and ice girl i think she is an interesting character but i think she has more interesting friendships and relationships than brew like i think i yeah, i think bouncing fair. her off of uh evan or quentin uh gives for more developed stories mostly just because i don't see brew as a character that has been given a lot of depth over time I think he's got the one thing where, you know, the nature versus nurture thing with him being a brood, but that hasn't been fully pushed through. And frankly, when they tried to say, but now he's an evil, uh, mindless murder boy, that didn't work out as well for me. Yeah. Well, and it dominated the run. You know what I was just thinking? I've never thought about this before, but it would have been really cool to see Brew on uh, Hopeless's all new X-Men lineup. Like if he could have been like Beast's lab assistant or something inside the Volkswagen, I think that would have been really cool. Um, Actually, that would have been dope. Yeah, Yeah, it was very good. It was cool to see EDA and Genesis on that team and get to interact in new fun ways as teens. Um, But it would have been cool to, to have Brew with them too. Um, but obviously that, that never happened. Um, in terms of where this would rank, um, I would probably put this below storm and gambit and above the new domino trio. What do you guys think? Hmm. Chris wants it higher. No, no, no. I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's higher than that. I'm trying to determine if it's lower than that. I don't know if I know enough about domino outlaw and diamondback to make the case. Mm, Okay. I think that. I would say that Domino, Outlaw, and Diamondback are a little bit better. Interesting. Okay. For me. Yeah. And I just already got yelled at for not liking them enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So much for our act of friendship. Mike. <laughs> so testy. All right. So maybe this is our number seven. Um, and, and then we have a list, guys. We do. We have a list. So let's go from top to bottom. Or actually, let's go from bottom to top. Uh, yes. We've got Mojo and Glob, Idiot and Brew, 
Diamondback, Outlaw, and Domino, Storm and Gambit, Strong Guy and Multiple Man, Cable and Domino, uh, Kitty Pride and Ileana Rasputin, and Crypt Wagner and Wolverine. <laughs> Jamie Howlett. Uh, we don't call him that in this household. <laughs> that's and I think I've made name. that point very clear. Um, that stopped being his name when he was 10. So anyway. <laughs> I guess if you're listening to this and we didn't talk about your favorite X-Men friendship, uh, hit us up on Twitter. Yeah, uh, let us know. We apologize. But we we thought we'd, you know. No, Adam apologizes. I don't. We only had, like, the time allotted. Mm-hmm. Good but, point. Let's, this could be its own podcast, probably at least like that's for true. many really episodes. So I think we did a pretty <laughs> good job. Yes, it it could be interesting. Uh, but I wanna I wanna thank uh, Dan and Chris for being on. Now, how about we go around and you guys tell us not just where people can find you online, but where in the acts of friendship people can find you. So, Chris, mm. how about we start with you? Um, well, uh, you can find me, Chris Edelman, online um, at Strictly Worse on Twitter. Um, or at Chris's pod, which is the Twitter for my podcast, Chris's on infinite earths that I do with my wife, Christina. Um, I've written in a few things. You can find me in a, a few issues back of panel X panel, um, or actually on WMQ comics for, for the uncanny October, the unctober, uh, Dan was kind enough to, to have me on, which was really fantastic. Um, I will also be found in my own show which will be up by the time that this is up um i i hosted um chris's on infinite earths and um i'm also going to be on wmq and a with dan again which is the perfect segue for mine um no uh <laughs> so uh yeah i'm actually uh well first off as far as acts of friendship is concerned uh i am guesting on the uh chris's on infinite earths episode uh which i believe will be out in november uh 9th and then yep, so it, it'll be out before this one is yeah uh and then uh chris and uh chris osborne from play comics will be guesting on uh my podcast uh wmq a uh toward the end of the month i actually think we're the last one to go in the whole uh uh grand schedule but uh you can follow me on twitter at daniel p Grote, and you can follow uh our uh, site uh wmqcomics.com uh, at wmq comics on uh facebook and twitter nice awesome now i am zach you know me because this is my voice and there's been 60 some odd episodes of this uh but you can find me on uh multiversal q there's an episode that i did with friend of the show luke hair uh and a couple other people it's a lot of fun uh he turned it into this weird esoteric rpg adventure where we talked about what we liked and what we didn't like about alternate realities it got experimental let's just say that uh, <laughs> i for one am shocked yeah 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 i'm just <laughs> kidding luke you're great it was a really fun time and you should all listen to it uh but that's the only other place i'm going to be for the acts of friendship beyond right here uh you can find me at all the normal places like xavierfiles.com or at Twitter at xavierfiles. Uh, you can also, uh, on there, find a uh, copy of the new comic that I did, the four-page <laughs> Age of Adam X the Extreme, which is, guys, Glorious. 
I'm not good at drawing and I drew a comic. Like, (laughs) and you know, when people say they're not good and they like are actually like, oh, this is really good. No, I never draw. And then I traced a bunch of stuff and it sure turned out that way. It's a comic that widely revolves around uh, Mountain Dew Gamer Fuel Halo 3 edition from 2007, Finish the Fight which is something near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. I think will really touch your mind and your brain if you give it a chance to read. So uh, go check that out. Uh, Adam, where can people find you online? I'm sorry. I'm still dying over this Adam X comic. You got to check that out. Um, guys, you can always follow me on Twitter at Arthur Stacy, and I've got new pages of Vision Jubes up every X-Men Monday at adamrec.tumblr.com. Um, I would also implore you to check out on uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Music. Uh, Retcon X and I teamed up to do this album called The Division. Um, it's uh, it's an album's worth of songs inspired by Legion on FX. And I think it turned out really cool. So um, definitely check that out. So uh, Dan, Chris, thank you guys so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Uh, happy to be here. Uh, I do I want to ask before we go real quick. Did you happen to hear back from Charlie about the Girl Scout cookies? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Charlie said that it was Samoas and you were all dumb for thinking otherwise. <laughs> that is my favorite Girl Scout cookie. So, <laughs> oh, No, nah, Thin Mints are still mine. That's just me and Chatterstar are different. We have a different <laughs> life glow. Uh, (laughs) no this is this has been great uh thank you once again to chris and dan for being on it was a real real fun time next week we are out of the acts of friendship but we are not out of the dank dirty sewer that is the morlock tunnels where we talk about a lot of sewer stories so that'll be a lot of fun go check that out but until then this has been battle the atom and we hope you survived the experience Okay, awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Uh, I was shocked that I didn't just hear, get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mounted it actually. <laughs> it's one of those things.